financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one -on -one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and my co-host, Tony Shore. So thanks for tuning in for today's show and we're calling today's show Retirement for Women. We're talking about women in retirement because women are living longer than ever before and are potentially faced with having to make sure their retirement savings last over their longer lifespans. So the show is going to focus on ways to help women prepare for retirement to meet their specific needs and goals. Uh, I think that sounds like a great topic for today's show, Eric. And I, I don't want the guys out there, our listeners, to uh, tune out because really uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about today, and Eric, I, I know you, you shared a little bit with me earlier before the show, and I think a lot of what you have to talk about today and a lot of the questions I'm going to ask you can apply to either uh, but uh, especially to those in a relationship, we're talking about the surviving spouse. It just so happens that statistics say that's typically uh, a woman and women face some unique challenges in retirement. And a lot of times they're left, um, you know, with, uh, with a partial income because their spouse passes away, but it can be the other way around. So I think this is good for our entire listening audience I think it's a great topic. And Eric, I know you deal with this kind of thing all the time. But before we get into that, Eric, we need to talk about my voice today. It's not 100%, is it? Not your robust, jovial, <laughs> full sound that you normally have. Yeah, you sound yeah. Uh, a little bit off today. What's going on? Well, I, I woke up, you know, the uh, slightly cooler weather, and I, I woke up just with my voice was a little bit hoarse this morning. So uh, I'm trying to uh, take it easy. But uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great besides that. How are you doing, Eric? Well, I'm doing excellent, and my voice is doing well as, uh, uh, as can be expected. So I'm good. No ill effects from anything. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I know you've been really busy. Uh, you know, I, uh, I try to get a holdy, you know, I'm like, Eric, let's hang out. And, uh, you're busy. You're a busy. No guy. time for hanging out. <laughs> yep. Very busy. It seems like, you know, we, we slowed down a little bit over the summer because, uh, a lot of my clients, uh, have other things to do during the, the nice warm summer months, uh, travel, vacations, uh, graduations, weddings, things of that nature. But it seems like as soon as the weather even starts to change or kids are back in school, then people get right back on to the serious business of retirement planning. And, and we get busy uh, as well, all the way up until 
you know, just right at, at Christmas time. So I like this time of year. Sure. Uh, I do too, actually. I love the fall. Um, so to start off with today, I have a question for you. What's the main concern uh, that you see uh, women having when they talk to you about retirement? Well, obviously, they, they share a lot of concerns their uh, spouses or male counterparts share, which is making sure that they don't outlive their income or their assets. Yeah, that's a huge one, isn't it? It is. And a lot of times uh, when we start on that topic, then we we factor in the other things like life expectancy. Women live an average of, you know, it depends on what source you look at, but uh, as little as six years longer than males of the same age to some uh, statisticians say as much as nine years. But uh, just that's a challenge right there. How do you... Uh, how do you make sure that you don't run out of money if you're married and your spouse predeceases you? That puts a strain right there on a lot of folks, uh, you know, that that situation right there. So how do we address all these concerns and make sure that their money lasts uh, the rest of both of their lifetimes that they're married? Or if they're not unmarried, just make sure it lasts their lifetime. Right, right. And that's that's basically my next question. I mean, obviously, women then have different financial planning issues compared to their counterparts in many cases. Yeah. And the thing that I'm seeing, it, it, it's a trend that's been going on for a while here is uh, if a, if a lady loses uh, a spouse, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of them run right out and get married again. So they're not looking for financial security of another uh, spouse or a life partner or whatever you want to uh, define it. They're looking at how they're going to stand on their own two feet should they be faced with this situation. And uh, certainly it's a it's a it's a different uh, challenge that most of our male clients uh, don't really think about uh, in, in such a profound way. Sure. But, you know, it's I just think that regardless of their age or lifestyle or marital status, it's really important for women to know the most important things to do regarding their finances. Um you know, we've got decreasing rates of return on Social Security contributions. We've got the accelerating demise of defined benefit pensions, you know, your your company pension plan, the longer uh, expected lifetime, certainly uh, health benefits and the inflationary effects uh, of health insurance and, and health costs. Um, due to these kind of issues, women should really be careful to secure a lifetime of income. And they also... As we mentioned before, they outlive men. Um, I ask a lot of men that come to my workshops and come to the office, do you know why uh, usually eight times out of 10, uh, a husband will uh, predecease his spouse? And they look at me with a blank expression. Sometimes they'll say, you know, well, men don't go to the doctors much and so on and so forth. But um, really what the truth is, is they they want to predecease their spouse. <laughs> Why no, do just men kidding. pass? Why do men pass away first? Because they want to. That's uh, it. And, they're just they're just they're they're done with the shopping and all that. They just uh, they just want to pass away now. And and why? It, uh, and, and Eric, what ties into that is why do once the once the male does pass away, uh, why does the wife not go looking for another uh, spouse? Because they don't want to. That's correct. Yeah. They're done. They're done yeah. too. It's like, whoa, yeah, they've put up man. with it. They're like, oh That's man. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I spent a lifetime God. with, 
with a man. I, I don't need anything more That's <laughs> more it. of that. Uh, Pick but it up seriously. socks on the floor and all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, no more but seriously, special meals. There's some financial obstacles that uh, they're going to face in retirement, though, aren't there? Well, the one of the things we already mentioned is the demise of pension plans. So let's say that uh, the spouse has a defined benefit plan from uh, a large employer. Uh, what I see a lot of times is when people are faced with these elections when they retire or prior to retirement, they can say, uh, they'll give them several options like, uh, you can take your full retirement benefit or you can take a reduced benefit that will give your surviving spouse a percentage of your uh, benefit for the rest of their lives. But what I see is more often than not, people taking the full amount and just crossing their fingers that it's going to work out that taking that full benefit and not having a survivor benefit is going to, is going to work out. Uh, another challenge could be funding their own health care. Say they lose uh, health benefits because their spouse has predeceased them. Now they're on Medicare and they've got to navigate uh, Medicare, which can be really challenging. Uh, and finding ways to fill that gap in income can be a challenge. So I love to help clients find solutions that best meet their current situation when I talk to them about these issues. Yeah, and I think that's important. And we already talked about the longevity thing. So moving ahead, I wanted to ask, uh, what are some ways that you help your female clients prepare for the loss of a spouse? I know that's something you do, so they're at least prepared for that. Well, one way to know... Uh, one way to do this, and, and the first thing to do, is just to know what's available in terms of Social Security, whether they're planning for retirement or they're in their retirement years, knowing what to expect from Social Security is a, a start. Uh, lump sum benefits, what may be available or what monthly benefits may be payable uh, to a surviving spouse or to children. Uh, knowing information on your spouse's employer uh, approximate earnings for the last two years, where to locate tax returns, marriage certificates, social security numbers, all these kind of things come into play. Uh, it's also really a, a very good idea to review IRA bank accounts, retirement accounts, and 401k accounts for updated beneficiary information. And the reason I mention this is wills do not ensure that your assets pass to your loved ones. They just state where you want things to go. Uh, they don't necessarily dictate that that will happen. Uh, in fact, we had a, a case study years ago that uh, was published in a lot of financial planning books we had about a gentleman who uh, was suing to get his, uh, he was suing a custodian of his wife's 401k because when she passed away and he went to claim uh, benefits as, uh, as her surviving spouse, uh, the administrator had told him that the benefits had already been paid out to her beneficiary, which was not him. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was just a mistake probably that was made way back when his wife started at this employer. Mm. Uh, it, it predated their marriage. And since she didn't have a spouse at that time, she named her sister as the beneficiary of her 401k. And then when she got married to her husband, even though they were married for almost 30 years, uh, she, for some reason, had never changed the beneficiary designation. And so when she passed away suddenly um, before her, her retirement was really uh, uh, before her retirement age and her husband went to claim 
as beneficiary of her 401k, uh, he found out the reality that uh, the sister had already been paid out. And, and for some reason, she was unwilling uh, to give him that money. And so sure. he sued and it went all through the courts in New York. The, the case was in New York. And and really the bottom line was, is the judges wrote that, you know, we're not going to second guess a beneficiary designation. Uh, your spouse yep. put her sister on is a beneficiary and that is who the administrator paid and it was done correctly and, and sorry. And so yeah, we want to make sure tough. that these accounts are done correctly. Uh, beneficiary designations are the only way to ensure your assets go to those you intend. Uh, so life insurance, annuities, 401ks, IRAs should all be reviewed to ensure proper beneficiary designations. Now, things like bank accounts, uh, CDs, brokerage accounts, now those are su uh, susceptible and possibly subject to probate. So you can assign transfer on death designations or have other uh, legal documents that, that take care of those. But without this feature, your assets will pass through probate and they'll be distributed according to court instructions. So it's really helpful to take inventory uh, of all these items and even your physical and non-physical items make a list of items in your home of value you know jewelry computers collectibles things of that nature make a list of non-physical items such as brokerage accounts 401ks iras bank accounts life insurance policies long-term care policies annuities so on and so forth and and really just have an inventory that's accurate and up to date so if loved ones do have to go through these uh these documents they know where to uh where to find them where they're located all right well i think that's very helpful now our time is actually up for this first portion of the show uh eric do you have anything you'd like to share with us before we take a quick break here oh you betcha yeah preparing for retirement uh it could be uh you know as simple as understanding social security benefits or learning mistakes to avoid uh a lot of times it's overwhelming for people that are getting ready to uh, retire. Sometimes it's even nerve wracking. So visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or give me a call at my office at 775-674-2222 to receive our complimentary retirement income toolkit. And it really helps to prepare you for retirement you've worked so hard for. Now with this toolkit, you'll get information uh, that will help make sound decisions to build a solid retirement on a solid foundation that would really stand the test of time. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. And we're going to be right back with more from Eric Cheek on Financially Tuned after this. Losing a spouse can be devastating. When it occurs, there is a whirlwind of emotions and decisions that need to be made. The last thing you want to do is worry about your finances. At Nevada Retirement Planners, we specialize in helping women make financial life transitions a little bit easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide titled, The Top Six Things Every Woman Should Do Before the Death of Their Spouse. Give our office a call today at 775-674-2222 or online at nvretirementplanners.com and we will be happy to send you a copy. Life transitions are not always easy, but we can help make them simpler. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and my co-host is always Tony Shore. The title of this show is Retirement for Women. Some of the things we've covered, uh, we've talked about financial responsibilities women deal with, uh, specific retirement financial planning issues women face and how wives can prepare for the loss of their spouse. 
Now, are there specific drawbacks that you've seen uh, in dealing with people out there uh, that women face in retirement? And what are some ways maybe they could avoid those issues? Well, one of them uh, that I see a lot is not understanding where financial advice is coming from. It's really crucial to know where you're getting your financial advice and understand the motives behind the person giving the advice. So by educating yourself on the various options available, you can ensure that you find a true financial planning partner for life. Uh, you know, in today's world, it's really vital that you know who you can trust. And if you're going to trust someone with your financial life, you need to make sure that you've done your homework. So uh, we've all heard about banks failing and financial scams where people are uh, taken or victimized uh, or bad financial advice is given. Uh, the neighbor with the great stock tip or the great investment choice that you ought to take. But recently, it's really become difficult for the general public to know uh, who to believe and who they can trust. So I encourage our listeners to align themselves with financial professionals they can trust and understand, you know, have someone that understands their goals, where they're coming from and their objectives and doesn't try to push their own biases off on you. Uh, you really want someone who has your best interest at heart always. Yeah. And I know that that's uh, something that you care a lot about and that you do. And I would encourage our listeners to give you a call. Uh, now, what's another drawback that our listeners today should be aware of? Well, another drawback is to be aware uh, of is failing to allocate your assets appropriately. You know, I, I, I just stress this so much with clients that really a lot of their results in terms of investment returns and how they're positioned for retirement, it has more to do with how they allocate their investments than what they actually purchase. You know, so many people, uh, especially uh, retail investors will focus on a particular stock. You know, I want to buy Apple now that it's had a pullback or I want to buy this or I want to buy that. And they don't think about how their assets as a whole are allocated. You know, the proper mix of stocks and bonds and cash in a portfolio, that's going to generate more consistent returns and really drive the performance more so than individual stocks that people focus on and want to buy. So one of the most important factors in this planning is allocating assets appropriate to your specific risk tolerance, uh, what you need for your income needs, and if you have any desires to pass on assets uh, to loved ones. So, so many people overlook these changes that should be made as they near uh, this retirement age. Yeah. Well, how do you help your clients then, Eric, develop a, a strategic asset allocation plan? Or in other words, uh, to put it more plainly, uh, how do you help your clients figure out where their money needs to be and make sure they don't have too much in one area? Yeah, you know, the com the concept I use is complex and the strategy diverse, but basically we want to make sure that strategic allocation ensures diversification based on a person's risk tolerance. You know, somebody is very conservative uh, in their risk tolerance. Guess what? They're not going to own 
uh, certain asset classes. And at the other end of the spectrum, if somebody is an aggressive investor, they're not going to own uh, high percentages of safer investments. So want to make sure that whatever they own, they're diversified, but it marries up with their risk tolerance. But diversification is a risk management tool, and it's a critical component to an overall financial plan. I have people that come to my workshops and and we talk about diversification amongst asset classes and people will set a, a consultation with me and they'll come in they'll say Eric you know I I love the part you were talking about asset classes and diversification I want to tell you I'm very diverse and they share with me they own 10 stocks or 15 stocks or even 20 stocks and they think that that's diversity and and that's good. They're on the right path. But if they're going to own stocks, they've got to be more diverse than that. And and again, diversity or having diversity in an investment portfolio is a risk control measure. So a simple way to state this is just don't put all your eggs into one basket. We see this a lot mm-hmm. with 401k plans. I mean, how many yeah. times have people been told that, look, if your company offers stock uh, purchases, uh, to company stock in a 401k, uh, a lot of times people say, well, I work at this company and I'm doing a great job and, and the company seems to be making money. I'm going to put a lot of money in my own company stock and they end up with something like Enron or, or, or something like that. So really don't put all your eggs in one basket. More specifically, we use a tool called the color of money to help clients allocate their assets in a way that best meets the situation. Yeah, and I I like it when you put it in in simple terms and lay it out for your clients like that. And I know we've talked about that uh, on the show before. So, uh, you know, jumping ahead here, I wanted to ask, do you have a lot of female clients, Eric, that uh, approach you about how they should allocate their assets in order to help them uh, achieve these retirement goals? You know, I do. And, uh, you know, what I find a lot of times, Tony, is, is, a lot of ladies sometimes um, they may be behind the curve in understanding uh, about stocks and bonds and various financial vehicles. But I'll tell you this, they all are eager to learn about how these things work. And so if they have a, um, if they're, if they have fallen behind or never really learned about all these various types of asset classes and investments, they certainly seem to want to make up for lost time and, and really get educated on this. But uh, yeah, I spend a ton of time. Uh, that's really where we spend a lot of our time is just making sure that people are properly allocated because guess what? You know, markets expand and markets contract. Uh, economies expand and economies contract. And so we have to make sure that assets are allocated properly. So uh, that that conversation comes up a lot. And no matter how challenged or successful someone has been financially, there's always unanswered questions and concerns people have. Uh, You know, how much risk should I have in my portfolio? How much safety uh, should I be seeking right now? And what's right for me? And, you know, retirement, not to minimize it, it's a huge life event. And so I take it very seriously and I want to help my clients understand what options are available to them to help them meet their financial goals. Sure. And now, is there a hard and fast rule that you always use to determine the right amount of risk for someone? What, you think I work for one of the large broker dealers <laughs> where there's hard and fast rules where everybody gets the same uh, the same investment package? No. You know, everyone's situation 
is just a little bit different. So I really pride myself and we do this on a daily basis of giving each client uh, personalized service. They deserve it. And we got to determine the right amount of risk for them. Uh, their experiences are all different. They bring different life experiences to the table. So one person's comfort of risk will vary uh, to another. So each person's situation varies. There's some concepts that we can really help. Uh, we use some tools in the office called the color of money. It just identifies what type of assets they have that can be uh, exposed to loss or market risk and which ones uh, they have that are safe from things like that. But like I said, everybody is different and every person varies. And so we, uh, we custom design our solutions for each individual uh, for what, uh, what their situation calls for. And I explain it in great detail. So they have a great understanding of why they should have their assets position um, in these various asset classes. Now, what's the third drawback and how can our listeners uh, avoid it? Well, I would say the third drawback is failing to prepare for uh, a financial legacy or legacy planning. Uh, and so to avoid any of these issues, it's beneficial to have a legacy plan. I find that women uh, find this issue very important. Uh, it's very common for the ladies that are clients of mine uh, to have a concern about making sure that their legacy is passed to their loved ones, their kids, their grandkids. They're very family oriented. And certainly this is something that they're concerned about. So, so our goal is to certainly ensure that wealth is preserved and appropriately transferred and then realized by future generations. So these plans reflect a lifetime of effort and it provides a knowledge that your wealth will be passed on to your children and grandchildren. Uh, what's the fourth drawback? Well, the fourth drawback is failing to fill the income gap between your baseline income and your required income. So baseline income can be comprised of your green money. This is money that's protected and you'll know that will be there to provide a baseline amount when you need it. And I believe it's vitally important to plan for how you'll fill this income gap. So what are some ways that you help people fill that income gap in retirement? Well, there's a handful of ways to fill your deed for income. Uh, the first one we start with is Social Security. It's one of the most well-known ways. Uh, you know, Social Security is a foundation of income planning for anyone who's about ready to retire and can be a reliable source of income. So understanding how Social Security works with your spouse and spousal planning opportunities, especially for women, is vitally important. Um, but if Social Security doesn't provide enough, knowing how you're going to bridge that income gap, you know, some things like uh, fixed income annuities have gained popularity, especially with the addition of income riders, and they allow clients to defer income until some point in the future. For example, you could set this money in an account and just defer income until uh, your spouse passes away. And then uh, you can use that to fill the gap of a reduced Social Security amount. So there's lots of different ways to uh, address this. But again, uh, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, definitely. And I get that. Now, finally, what is the last drawback that you'd like to cover before we end today's show? Well, I guess one, the last drawback would be failing to get a second opinion on taxes. You know, sometimes outside of tax season is probably the best time to get a second opinion done. And, and I explain it to clients like this, look, any dollar 
that you can save in taxes is $1 that you do not have to expose to market risk to try and get a gain on it. So uh, just saving money on income tax is is really important. Uh, and a lot of firms have extra time when they're not in the middle of tax season to uh, work on a second opinion. So if you have a tax uh, a tax bill that's large and you think it might e- be easier strategically or critically to have a second opinion, I certainly think you should do that. Uh, sometimes finding an error on your tax return may result in you getting some extra money back or even lowering your tax bill, but it can also go the other way. So uh, even that, if that happens, there's good news. Even if you find a tax error that caused you to owe a little bit more, it's still a great idea to get it cleared up and fixed on your own timetable rather than the IRS catching the mistake and adding on penalties and interest and so on and so forth. So just giving a second opinion on your taxes is the fifth and last thing that we want to talk when uh, before we wrap up today's show. Well, you know what, Eric? It's been a great show, and that's some great advice for our listeners today. This concludes our time for today's Financially Tuned program with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Join us same time, same place for another show of Financially Tuned. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 